this week, we are wrapping up our Studio Ghibli series with Hayao Miyazaki's latest and possibly final film, The Boy and the Heron, or as it is titled in Japan, How Do You Live? Uh, This film is everything. It's a fantasy film. It's about grief. It's about growth and coming of age. It's, in a lot of ways, autobiographical of his life um, in more ways than one. It's a introspective and retrospective look at life and creativity and the meaning of life and all of these things. And there's a bunch of birds and some crazy stuff. And I'm very excited to talk about it. Yes, Hunter, I am as well. However, while we have this discussion about this whimsical, mystical movie, I need to ask you this question. Mm. But is The Boy and the Heron good? Let's find out in roughly 60 minutes or so. Sound good? Sounds good. We're starting the timer right now, and you're going to edit it so that at the 60-minute mark... From from now. From now. Not from the beginning of the podcast, but from, from now. From now. Got it. Okay. But is it good podcast? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome. Uh, we have exactly 60 minutes to finish this. No, to... Ask the question to give the answer to the question. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yes. <coughs> uh huh. Yes. We'll probably me. do it before it. Oh my gosh. I am so sorry. It's okay. I am well, so sorry. Welcome on, to the so But I Is It Good podcast. <laughs> I think I messed myself up. Do we have to take all 60 minutes or can we do it earlier? If, if we don't take 60 minutes, so 60 minutes from that point in time when I said now the last time. You, we have to answer the question. So if the episode's a little short, you have to just add in like uh, uh, open source like s- sounds, like just sounds <laughs> that we can put in there until we get to the 60. Or you can take some of our ramblings from previous record. I don't know if you keep those clippings or if they're gone. Some. The nether. some um, but you just throw that in there so that right at 60, 60 minutes, we're answering the question. You know what we could do? Let's just do the podcast like normal, right? Yeah. And we can finish it right. in 60 seconds. And, and then, then you just take... <laughs> we'll just take that part and just paste it. Yeah. yeah. So we might answer it at, at 50, min- <coughs> 50 minutes and then also at 60 minutes because you're just going to paste yeah, exactly. it there. Exactly. Perfect. You're perfect. I like that. Awesome. That way we Welcome can't be wrong. <laughs> Welcome. I, I am your host, Tyler Callahan. And I am your host, Zach Olson. Zach, how are you feeling, man? I am going through better? it, Hunter. I'm yeah. I am better than I was a few days ago. Um, probably a little worse than I have been the past few weeks. I got freaking pneumonia or something. Mm. Like I'm, I'm taking this these breathing treatments that they give to people in the hospital. They had to like give me a machine. It's a whole thing. So that sucks, man. Well, hopefully you start feeling better. Yeah, 
I hope it's so. It's almost Christmas time. I know. It is well, Christmas time. How's your daughter? She's good. She's snoring. I don't know if you. Yeah. I don't think you can hear it, but she's. Uh, I can't hear. She's it. been at daycare all day. Mm-hmm. She deserved to run and and play, because I've been well, just a good. stick in the mud for her. Yeah. You know. <laughs> so. Understandably so. Yeah. Um. Well. How is your daughter and your son and your and your human son? Uh, dude, my my daughter Addie, who's a dog, just so everyone knows. She's just she's just a mess, man. I gotta tell you real quick. We're gonna do the movie, I promise. Hollis is good. He's a freaking genius. He's just growing more every day. It's wild how much he talks. Yeah. Uh, Amos Amos is good. He's, you know, good old Amos. Addie, man, she's just so needy. But I get that because like I'm that way. Yeah, but it was so funny because last night we did this. We we had dinner and, and a movie in bed. Last night was really funny. We had, we had a little tray and Hollis and Hannah and I watched like Frozen two and stuff, and mm-hmm. it was sweet. And but Hannah fell asleep after we were done, and so I was putting Hollis down. Came back in, she was like out. So I was like, okay, well I'm gonna finish my laundry or whatever and play Zelda, and I did. Uh, but I had to go downstairs, and Amos and Addie were, like, wanting to come up. So I was like, okay, let's be quiet. So I, like, I said, come on, guys. And Addie, like, freaked out, like, forgot how to walk. You know how, like, <laughs> when they try to run so fast that their yeah, their feet yeah, just yeah. kind of slide? She just started doing that, like, slid everywhere, and I was like, Addie, oh, my God, calm down. So I was like, okay. So I got him at the gate, you know, the, like, the, the, the gate that goes up the stairs? Yeah. Let Amos in because he's calm. And then I, like, was like, all right, Addie. And she like busted through the gate and I tried to grab her and she just like fell up the stairs for like a whole five minutes. And I was like, oh, Addie girl. Well, everyone's awake now. Like I was like, baby girl, goodness gracious. She got, she's a, t- good. She got a touch of that anxiety just like me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But we're all good. I get I just got back from St. Louis. That's where I saw the movie. It was a cool visit. Seventh most dangerous city in the entire world, apparently. Did it feel like um, it? No, I had quite quite a nice time. Because <laughs> I think Memphis is up there on the list. I don't know if it's higher than St. Louis or below St. Louis, mm-hmm. but every I well, mean, I have family yeah. in Memphis, and I don't feel, you know. Apparently, there's like one part that's like really bad, but I okay. I was only there for a night, and where I was was super cool, so I had a good time. Um, <coughs> and then got a stupid busy week this week as Christmas parties start happening and all that stuff. You know how it is. Mm-hmm. But we're good, man. We're good. This year's already over. It's crazy. But we have a movie to talk about. We do. We we do. So, Hunter, this is your episode, which means I'm going to let you uh, uh, lead us. I don't know. You always say yeah. that when it's my episode, I know. so I figure. It's fine. It's because I just get uncomfortable and I don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Zach, I'll let you go first. That's fine. Do you want me to go first, or, or I can choose? I can choose because my episode. It's your episode. So at this point, the the you mm. have the reins to the cart, and you can steer us into a lake. You can keep us on the road, like it's your. Let's go into a lake. Uh, I'll start because I like to hear myself talk, and I want to tell you, I I got to go to an Alamo Draft House. Do you know what that is? Um, that is a movie theater that <coughs> like brings you drinks and food and stuff, right? Yes, I got to go to one to see this movie, and Was yes, awesome? you're right. But but the the thing their claim to fame is that like if you talk, or like are on your phone, they literally kick you out. 
So is there, are there like people watching to make sure people aren't doing that? Well, there are like buttons on the seats that you can call somebody to be like, this guy's bothering me or something like that. Or, it's another, or, or and yes, there's people, there's people coming in and out all the time because they're serving you food and stuff. Is it a and distraction, them coming in and out? Because I went, sorry, so I, don't, I don't mean to interrupt, but I went no, no, to a, yes, like you're a, totally fine. I went to like a, I think it was an AMC. No, it was Regal uh, up in Nashville. <clears throat> and it was a similar thing where they're bringing you food and stuff. And they were coming in and out so often. And people were like not getting the food that they ordered or whatever. And so they were like talking to the person bringing it. And I don't even remember Detective Pikachu. <laughs> 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 I don't know what happens. So I will say that uh, it was really cool. I agree with you to an extent. Okay. I next time would eat before. Yeah. And just get a drink. Uh, they had a full bar and like I had some really good whiskey and it was really good. And the food was good. The food w- was good. But I'll say like that happened to me where like mine came out and it was wrong. And so I was trying to be like, hey, this is not what I ordered. Yeah. And like they were they were super nice and super accommodating and she was really good. But I was still kind of like, you know, trying, trying to, to watch a movie. Yeah, and then I, I like when I was signing the check and stuff, I missed something because I actually saw the Japanese version. I saw the subtitled version. Oh, cool! Um, and so I get that. I'm glad that I did it because I loved the theater. The theater was super nice. Um, but yes, it was cool. But I, I can do without full service food at a movie theater. You know what I'm saying, personally? Yes, I do. Um, but it was really cool. But yeah, I so I saw the uh, the subtitled version. Um, which I was really excited about, also a little bummed about because the cast of the dubbed version is bonkers. That's the version I saw, and it was. But yeah, no. I'll talk about it when when it's my yeah. turn. But it was still cool to kind of see, like, to actually see it in Japanese. Um, dude, it was, I thought it was incredible. I thought it was really incredible. Uh, I would like to see it again though, because I w- it was sort of like when we saw Oppenheimer at IMAX, where like it was super late. And I had been working, okay. and like so, I had like about a thirty-minute window where I was like fighting it, and I was like really tired. Um, yeah, because you loved were, it. You were texting me at like one in the morning. Yeah, well, well it, was, it was midnight for they you. They were an hour hour behind, but yeah. yeah. But I bet I'd been up since like five Georgia time. Um, so it was a long day, but I thought it was great. I thought it was. Um, these movies are just fascinating to me. This one to me was m- a bit more poignant than Spirited Away, at least a bit more directly to me. Okay. Um, in kind of what it was saying and like its messages, and <laughs> to me it was really like about you know grief and coming of age. But I've done a lot of research on kind of the the backstory of the film and then Miyazaki and kind of how it plays in how it, his life played into this movie. I guess mm-hmm. that might be a little spoilery, so I'm not gonna talk about it. But I loved it. I thought it was awesome and i'm really happy that i've seen these two movies because i was woefully unaware uh, about miyazaki and studio ghibli well yeah i mean i I'd, I'd, I'd known about him but i'd never seen it and uh i'm not even sure which one i like better i think i might like this one better than spirited away okay that's extremely fair i mean this is a yeah. an excellent film i would say is it my turn it's your turn so I saw this with the English dub. I'm really, I guess, us having a conversation with each other, it's not going to be super clear if, like, the translations are different. Um, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, with the subtitling versus the English dub. But I am curious if, you know, there's, like, different context given 
with the 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 you know the English subtitles versus the English yeah. dub because sometimes they'll change words and you know blah blah blah. Um, the cats is bonkers. The the yeah, it's uh, freaking parakeet king. Sorry, th- this isn't really a spoiler. There's just a parakeet yeah. king in the movie, and it's Dave Bautista, and I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> you know, that is <laughs> like, crazy. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. Christian Bale is like I think Christian Bale is the dad, right? Yeah, uh, Willem Dafoe is the heron when it's actually a heron. Oh my god, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, it's that's perfect. That's perfect. Uh, I think Kiriko is Florence Pugh. Um, yeah, Kiriko yeah. is Florence Pugh. Uh, Mark Hamill is the granduncle. You didn't already say that, did you? You said Christian Bale was the dad. Damn, dude, I gotta see the dub, the dub version now. So Shit, that sounds amazing. The um. Actually, no, no, no. Willem Dafoe was the pelican. Robert Pattinson was the gray heron. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was wrong. Put it in the I, Zach was wrong column. Anyways, <laughs> it was it was a treat. Um, yeah, I feel like I'm very glad that <coughs> you've done some research and you can add some context because there are definitely some things that I mean. Miyazaki films are just just saturated with meaning and I don't know I, I know I'm not going to get all of it on a first watch but there are a lot of things that I'm like oh wow that's really intriguing I wonder what the hell that means yeah <laughs> so I'm I'm yeah. glad and I'm we're not going to be, be having to, this conversation yeah I'm not gonna be able to remember all of it but I've watched sure read a few things that kind of was like holy shit like this yeah and even what's crazy is that even what I've watched and read is like just kind of their interpretation of it you know what I mean it's not even like yeah the facts of it, I guess. One thing that stood out to me in this film, and I'll just leave it with this because mm-hmm. uh, it it felt really powerful to me, was the fact that at least in the first half, until something kind of major happens, uh, it's almost devoid of music in the background. I don't know if you picked up on that, but it's just like you're listening to him walking through the, the estate and the mm-hmm. wind rustling and all this kind of stuff. And I thought that that was... Because I feel like Spirited Away is just like constant music in the background. There's music happening, know? yeah. Yeah, so that was interesting. Yeah. It's definitely um, like a, a grown-up Miyazaki film, even though it, it centers around a, the story of a child. Like this, some some heavy shit happens. Oh, yeah. Well, it's funny because I've... Uh, it's not really a spoiler, but I've... Uh, a lot of what I've read, it's that... And this makes me bummed that I haven't seen a ton of his stuff, is that, like, they're saying this is this feels like the culmination of, like, there's not so much Easter eggs or references, but, like, you can see all of his movies in this. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. Absolutely. Whether it's the art style or, like, similar characters or whatever. Man, we got to do um, more Miyazaki next year. I know, dude. I'm actually, you know, so... This is before we go into spoilers and movie minute. This we should have said this earlier. Our schedule shifted because fucking sorry, poor things. It's so frustrating when they're like, "Hey, releases this day," but actually doesn't come out in theaters until this day. Yeah, maybe maybe I just just didn't do enough research. But anyway, so we're gonna do Godzilla minus one this coming week. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. We were talking about doing Wonka. I actually thought about saying, "Hey, let's just do another Ghibli movie." Because I was like, I'm I mean, <laughs> we can if you want to. We could do Princess Mononoke's incredible. We could do that yeah, one. I've heard that they're all good. I actually am really excited to go see Godzilla minus one. Trey's I am too. Movie. So Trey's, Trey's coming home Wednesday. We're going Thursday night to see Godzilla minus cool, one. Cool, cool, cool. Um, <coughs> anyway, but yeah, like I almost said, I'm down to just do another Ghibli film. 
One second. He has to take a drink of his <coughs> cider, which he calls a beer. No, I don't. I call them ciders. <laughs> you used to call them beers. Well, I don't like beer. Beer's too too hoppy. Tastes like grass. You um, remember okay. going to... Um, we used to go to, or at least we did it once. We went to Planet Smooth and got wheatgrass shots. Do you remember that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Beer does not taste like that. I still have my. I still take my greens every morning. Not most, but most mornings. Do you it doesn't do taste quite as grassy? But not, <laughs> not a sponsor. But what greens do you do? You take like AG One or? No, I've thought about that. I actually don't even know the brand because Hannah bought these for me this time. There okay. was a brand that I used to get from Kroger, but they were good. But these are good. Just these are thick. They're kind of thick. Okay. <laughs> which is kind of gross, but it's good. <laughs> yeah. But I've, I've actually thought about I thought about doing AG One anyway. It's time for movie in a minute. Yes, it is. Zach, can you give me a song <laughs> ever so briefly between your coughing fits? It's time. It's that magical time. Oh, yeah. In December, where Hunter does a movie right in front of you in a minute. Open your ears. <laughs> And listen as Hunter talks about this movie film in 60 seconds, no more, no less. He's going to take exactly the right amount of time. Ah. If I just don't talk, will you just keep going? Well, I just finished. The ah. was the end. I see. Okay, here we go. This is... um. Uh, the boy and the heron, <laughs> aka how do you live? Um, which I'll explain if you don't understand that reference. Uh, book from 1937. Seconds. Yeah, that, but that's actually the name of the movie in Japan. I know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, here we go. This is a movie in a minute, <gasps> but the boy and the heron. In three, two. One, go. Okay, so there's this kid, Mihito. His mom dies. This was World War II. His mom dies in a fire. He and his dad move. His dad marries his mom's younger sister, so he has, like, a new mom. He's struggling with that. He can't accept her. Then there's grief. Anyway, he he's he goes to this new place. He's, he's you know, getting settled in his new life. This gray heron is, like, bugging him. It turns out this gray heron is, like, a weird bird man. Anyway, he goes into this uh, tower place, and it's this whole fantastical world. His his granduncle is there. He's created these crazy worlds. He goes to this place with the, with these pelicans that eat ghost little people. And then he goes to this place with like these parakeets. And there's a parakeet king. And all this kind of stuff happens. It's wild, crazy stuff. He meets his mom as a kid. His mom's young, and she can like control fire. Anyway, he meets the granduncle, and he's like, "You're my bloodline. You are the heir to all of this. Please take it." And build your, you know, this new world. And and he says, no, I want to go back to, to the real world where I can live and with my dad and stuff. <coughs> and there you have Probably it. should have added that that the tower collapses and the fantasy world um, is destroyed. Is bye-bye. But, you know, I did my best. Um, the pelicans And my best is enough. The pelicans eat. <coughs> my opinion. Wara Wara. They eat, but what are those if not spirit sperm? Because they are little, little white balls that float up, <sighs> and then become humans. Spirit sperm. Spirit sperm. You heard it here first, folks. 
We've unlocked um, the secret. <laughs> okay, so where shall we begin? The beginning, I guess. So this is it's a tough one to kind of do chronologically, but I'll start up by saying that a lot of this, so what I've learned is like, yeah, a lot of this is kind of pulls from uh, multiple places, but like his own life, how uh, <coughs> Mizuki's life, and then Miyazaki. Uh, Miyazaki, sorry. I saw it on Wikipedia and I saw Suzuki and Miyazaki in the same glance and I combined them. Um, it happens. And then how do you live? Like it takes aspects of a lot of film, a lot of stories. Uh, in uh, Miyazaki's life, like his mom was bedridden for like eight years or something like that with like okay. tuberculosis. Um, Damn. Which I think, which I think comes up in a di- in like one of his other movies, like th- these characters' mom is sick or something like that. In this one, she she actually dies. But <laughs> World War Two, his dad, uh, I think his dad is that or his uncle. Somebody built canopies in a factory for fighter planes in the war. Had to leave all this kind of stuff. Interesting. Uh, so it's really an interesting uh, kind of start. But I love how. Uh, we start so, I don't know what the word is, abruptly maybe, or like intense. It's really intense. It's, you know, like... It's very intense. Miley Re- yeah, like Miley Reference is Spirited Away, because I've only seen that one, but it's just very like, uh, she's just riding in the car, you know, like they're, it's right. quiet and calm or whatever, and this one is just like, bam. <coughs> Sirens. You know, this crazy thing happens first. When he's running um, in the beginning, and he's like, and I know it's probably part recollection, you know, and just like he's like dreaming or whatever, because that seems to be recurrent through the movie. But is he watching firefighters like burn to death at one point? Because at one point there's like firefighters in the flames and they're like, ah, ah. And I wasn't sure yeah. if they were just like, oh no, it's a bad fire, or if they were like literally. Melting. I don't know. I I can't even really think of that right now. I'm trying to think of that of that that, that actual visual image. But it's um, when he. I mean, I mean, it's, it's right at the beginning like when he's like bombing. Yeah, running. It was it a World War Two bombing. That's what I took from it. Or was but it actually, just a hospital that caught on fire? I took that retroactively because I will be honest with you, and this is going to be. I'm, just, I'm embarrassed to admit this. I didn't really recognize the time period. <coughs> Okay. At first, um, just with 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 a lot of the Japanese, like traditional Japanese architecture, I just I wasn't thinking. About, I wasn't really thinking about when was this. You know what I'm saying? Like, sure. Um, it wasn't really until I saw like his dad. Well, one they they mentioned like an automobile. I was like, okay, they have cars. But then I saw him like. They they showed him at the factory with the World War Two canopies. I was like, oh, that goes on a fighter plane. Yeah. So that's when I was like, okay, this is the forties. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, it's it's the forties, but I, I wasn't sure if it was just a fire. I don't know. I don't think it's ever said. I kind of when that happened, I kind of retroactively was like, okay, that must have been like a bombing or yeah something. All it says is is that it's a hospital fire, so it could be any of them. Um. Anyway, um, what are you reading? 
Wikipedia. Mm. Doesn't it's not giving me the answer to my question. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, they move, and he marries uh, his late wife's younger sister, Natsuko, <clears throat> which apparently was a relatively common practice, and it's done to preserve bloodlines, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That makes sense. I was thinking, like when I was watching the movie, I was like, did he literally like go to his sister-in-law and be like, hey? My wife is dead. Do you mind if I do you mind if I borrow your oven? Like, like I don't know, but that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I guess in a sense maybe, but it was done to preserve bloodlines. But it's fascinating because this is kind of when we, uh, I don't know. Just it's it's interesting to me how like there's so many things going on at once. You know what I mean? Like so many themes and stories. He, I think. Uh, Mojito, I think, you know, obviously has a tough time with the fact that, like, that's his aunt. You know? And you know looks, what I'm saying? Like, she looks me, like his mom, um, and she keeps trying to, like, be, be his I mom. I mean, she even says, like, I'm going to be your new mom. Mm-hmm. Like, when Man, we first meet. that first day, I don't think he says a word to her. <clears throat> no. Wow. No. Well, it's weird, because, like, there was something that was said. I think I, I heard it in one of the videos that I watched of uh, all saying that, like, he he really prefers to write, like, the happy-go-lucky, full of energy, full of life protagonist, you know, the, the the kids who were on adventures, yada, yada, yada. But he was like, I'm not... And he does that because he's not like that. But yeah. this was, like, Him. his attempt at, at, like, being... At, like, writing a... Not sad, but like a serious, introspective character that's um, that wants to kill a heron. That's kind of doing the work, I guess. And it's funny because, sorry, I know that I'm rambling, but I'm I've watched a lot of stuff, and I'm really excited to kind of get your thoughts on it. There's a lot of theories that like uh, Mahito is a young uh, Hayao Miyazaki, and the grand uncle is the current Miyazaki. And Interesting. Throughout throughout the film, we see one version of learning at the beginning of his journey, and the older one looking back. Now, in the context of the film, they are different characters. It's not like there's some time paradox at work here, but I think that's really fascinating. You that know, is cool. Um, especially when we get to the end, which which I will get to, and I thought was profound and brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a really like if you ever watch it again, it's a really cool way to like to like look at it. You know what I mean? That's really interesting. So, I mean, could it be? Well, no, because the tower is destroyed at the end, and he's back home. But I was for a second when you said that, I was like, what if, what if that is him? Because it seems like the yeah, different doors yeah. in the tower, while they say it leads to different worlds, at least in the English dub version, it seems like it leads to different times. Yeah. Sometimes. I mean, because of the ending. Um, so it. Like, <coughs> when she. Sorry, like when, when, when they tell the story of like how his mother vanished for a week or whatever and then came running out, 
I think that was when Mahito lets her out, right? Yeah. 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 Like that's super cool. And she's at least that that's that that that's how I took it. She's been in that place for God knows how long. But when she leaves, it's as if she never went. Even though it seems like Mahito well, takes think, the lessons with s- him. Or do you think she's just like keeping the secret that she's not telling them that she was in this crazy place and she was Azula yeah, like think, from from I Avatar? <laughs> I think they said some time had passed. It had been like a week or something like that or a few days. But for her, right, she'd been there for who knows, like you said, for who knows how long, for yeah. like an indefinite period of time. But and but when they're talking about that, they say, and she came back and she didn't know what had happened or something like that. Or but maybe yeah, it's because like it didn't what happened no didn't happen to her. Like out in the world didn't happen to her. You know, I don't know. Anyways. Yeah. Or it's that her one of the final things that I say to each other is that sh- you're going to die in a fire. You know? And <sighs> yeah. <laughs> that's crazy and she's like and she's like worth it that's no. like a rival you know like I love a rival where Amy Adams it's like you're gonna have a child and she's gonna die of cancer in five years and she's like I still want that love and like that's just fucking crazy man <laughs> like that's you wanna know something crazy so, oh my gosh what? you wanna know something equally if not more crazy um, yes please I've watched a rival once and it was when I was in college, and uh, we didn't start it until, like, 2 a.m. I've seen, like, 30% of Arrival, and I slept <laughs> the other 70%. Uh, well, then I just ruined it for you. Sorry. Uh, it's Dude. okay. Arrival's incredible. You need to go back and watch that. I do. It's on the list for sure. Now I'm thinking about, sorry, y- you no, saying that, that. Let's just go off the, let's go off the rails, man. That this, is, this is that kind of movie. You've got young Miyazaki and old Miyazaki, and they're both like looking. He's looking at like the fu- his future, and old Miyazaki's looking at his past. It reminds me. This is gonna sound crazy, but there was this music video from from our youth, from a band, an emo band called The Used. And in the music video, I thought it was the most profound thing I had ever seen. It's not, but in the music <laughs> video. There's this child who comes across this like giant mansion, and there's like the or no, he c- he's like in a bookstore, and he opens his book, and there's like this old man on the cover, and he gets like sucked into the book, and he's in like this crazy fairy tale with like I don't know like shining themes going on, and like all this crazy mm-hmm. stuff going on, and then at the end of the music video, it like fast forwards, and he like turns into this like old cartoon man, and he's the man in the book. So it's like he was looking at himself from the beginning, and I was like, "Whoa, that's crazy!" And <laughs> now I'm thinking, now I'm thinking about that for some reason in in the context of old Miyazaki, young Miyazaki, like both yeah. looking at the same, you know. Well, it's funny because, like, like I said, I don't, I don't think, and I, I would say, I would actually definitively say it is not the same characters in the movie. Like, it's yeah, not I know. him yeah, older. Yeah. yeah. But I think it's fascinating because it's almost like it's. <laughs> It's almost like this movie is Miyazaki saying to his younger self, like, would you do it all again? You know what I mean? Like, he's telling... So it's the eternal recurrence. But it's like, he gives this, he gives him, like, the chance to, sorry, this is the end of the movie, to, like, build, to take over and, like, build his own tower. And Mihito says no. And it's like... I don't know, like, some have said that this is him saying, like, he wants to find an heir to Studio Ghibli. 
Because the dude's 82, right? The dude is 82. And so it's like making peace with the fact that he might not. Because at the end of it, I think he even says like something along the lines like the message that is kind of given to Mihito is like, go live, go build your tower. Like, go make your life. How Mm -hmm. do you live? You know? Um, I think that's what's so funny about the title and like, and also that, that book that's in the movie, actually, it's a real book. How do you live? Is that in some ways the, when he like finds the book, you know, and he sees his, his stepmom aunt walk out in the woods and he finds the book and he's from his mother and he's crying and stuff. And I feel like in that moment, it's read like, how do you live? Like, how do you live? And he's learning like what to do, how to be. But then at the end it says, how do you live? Oh shit, Hunter! You know what I mean, and it's just like, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! But Hunter. I love that. I love that. You know what I mean? Where it's like, yeah, because that's kind of what we we see. I don't know. We kind of see him learn how to do that, how to live. You know. Um. Anyway, we we went we went straight to the end, but it's which is which it's is so good, man. Which like, is also like. Uh, pointing towards. I mean, you're right. Yeah, but that's also like that final, not the final scene, but like the 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 culmination between uh, Grand Uncle and um, <coughs> Mahito when he's like, "You can create something better than what I've created. You can create something pure." And what does he say? Like, devoid of malice. I think malice. is the, the yep. word. Um. Yeah, and I feel like in real life, well, I feel like in many films that I've seen, Studio Ghibli films, one of the the main messages is that like the youth of the world can create something better, even through like the really challenging shit that you the youth goes through, especially like in the present day, mm-hmm. and in the forties. I mean, shit. Um. You know? Yeah. Well, it's funny because, like, on that same note, it's it's like he kind of tells him, like, here are these these pure blocks. Use this to build something free of malice, like you said. And, and then Mojito's like, I hit myself in the head with a rock. Yeah. Well, he's saying, like, that that wouldn't be real. You know yeah. What I mean? Like, he's like, I'd, I'd rather have the bad and the pain with it. And, like, that's just super powerful. Um. But it's fascinating. These films always teach me something, because if I had been in that, I would have been like, heck, heck yeah, I'm gonna build the greatest little building block tower, and it's gonna be the perfect world. Probably would have sucked. But yeah, but it's you know, I don't know. I just think it's like, (laughs) I don't know. Uh, I like I love that. I love that. It's it's sort of like Inception, where like. Now hang with me, where like uh, was I don't know his characters. It's you mean the scene where they kick, the, they kick the chair into the water? No. Um, okay. <laughs> when he opens when when he opens up the safe and like he sees his dad dying and he's like, "You're disappointed that I'm not you." And he's like, "No, I'm disappointed that you tried to be." And it's like that's a powerful message of, of saying like, no, like you can create something better than me by not trying to be me. Mm-hmm. There's a, I was watching some 
you know, deep dive in this movie. And there's a scene where it's like a banner or, oh, no, 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 it's the arch. There's an arch somewhere. I think it's the arch that leads into the tower. And I remember seeing it, and it's in French. And I was like, I bet that's from Dante's Inferno. Uh, and I was right. Is and it it's French? Like, <clears throat> it, well, I think it's in French. At least the original like one from Dante's in French. But it's it says something along of, of along the lines. It's quite poetic and extensive. But it says like, if you try to be me, you will die. And it's saying like, if you, if you. What is it? It's like to if if you learn from me, you will die. And it's like if you if you take the knowledge and try and imitate me, you will die. If you take the knowledge and you create something new, you will live. Something like that. And it's like isn't that almost well in the English dub version, not that exact same quote because I know what you're talking about. It's when it's when he and Kikiro are walking up the path and then like you see the lights turn on mm-hmm. and he's like, we got to go in there. The arch in yeah. that doorway is what says yeah. it. And yeah. then when they get into the other realm, if you will, the golden arch that he reads above that gate basically says like, you know, if, if you try to learn from me, you will die or, or something like that. That might be where it is. So yeah. it might, okay. that yeah. might, that gate may have been like the first half or are you saying, yeah, I don't know. Anyways, cause he reads it's that one of those. But it's a, uh, I don't know, like, I just, I love that. And you kind of see, it. I mean, it's a coming of age, obviously, but. Um, coming of age with, like, violent. So the only other, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. But if, if you watch, like, if you just rattle off and, and, and do a marathon of all the Studio Ghibli films, most of them are, like, cute, cuddly, or, like, whimsical. Like, either st- spirited away or, like, cuter um and then there's princess mononoke which is like violent and bloody and this has that tone a little bit you know dude when he smashed his head yeah yeah like that's a lot of blood dude or like the the pelican when the pelican was like dying i was about to say that that's a really powerful scene too because like he goes from he goes from like uh, being angry with the pelicans because they're eating the warawara and like wanting them to be, you know, whatever. So then he f- realizes that it's awful because there's nothing else for them to like. They're starving, <coughs> you know. And yeah. That uh, that hold on a second. I actually see a like a. Sorry, I'm I'm on Wikipedia. I stumbled upon upon the cast. I want to see who all is who. Dude, Mark Hamill has a grand uncle. That's. That's freaking crazy. Yeah. So Willem Dafoe was the um, pelican. So when that's going on and he's like spitting his wisdom about like we have nothing to eat, Willem Dafoe. I'm going to have to go and like see the dubbed version because like I'm a little disappointed that I didn't get to see it. But, you know, still. See, um, what's interesting about that, I didn't know that the Japanese version with subtitles was available. Otherwise, I probably would have wanted to watch that first. And yeah. the only other thing that I'll say is that <clears throat> Everyone fit, except for Dave Bautista. <laughs> really? Yeah. His voice does not fit a parakeet king. I don't know. I don't know. That's just my two cents. Dave, I love you. Uh, um, yeah. Anyway, no, so, like, in that scene, yeah, like, he, you know, 
there's just so much growth and maybe it's too fast who knows but he goes from that scene to like even when like um what's her name in in the world Hemi mm-hmm. Lady Hemi. Hemi yeah when she's like blowing stuff up and you know destroying like all the pelicans are getting killed or whatever and he's saying like don't kill the warawara to fast forward a few minutes and then he's talking to the bloodied pelican and it's just like oh wow like things aren't what I thought they were, you know, like it's not as black and white as like good and bad. Yeah. And this pelican's like dying and he's like, we have nothing. Like I can't, it's all we have to eat. So I watched this thing. Speaking of Dante's Inferno, uh, well, not really actually. There's the theory that the war war represent like reincarnation of some degree, right? Spirit sperm. Um, and spirit sperm. And they were talking about Hindu. I think it's Hinduism. And there's like six realms of. Can you hear my stomach? My stomach's like talking. Goodness no. gracious, that was loud. You hungry? Uh, I guess so. There's like six realms of something. There's heaven. Then there's like demigod. Then there's human. Then there's um s- another one. Then there's the hunger realm. And then there's hell. And so they were talking about it. Like when he first gets there, it's he's hell. It's he's in hell. Then he goes up through all these things. And obviously when he's the real world is like the human esque one. And then the grand uncle is the heaven, the paradise, yada, yada, yada. But they use the, the pelicans as like the hunger realm of like, you're always thirsty and hungry and you'll, you'll never get it. And I was like, that's super heavy. There's <laughs> like, a similar, there's a similar so idea sad. in, uh, Buddhism. Uh, I think it, like it, it, might, it might be Buddhism. Though. There's this but ghost yes, can, can ghost realm, uh, and in the ghost realm, there are these like uh, hungry ghosts who have like a giant stomach and like a really tiny mouth. This is it. Yeah, because right. I remember I, I recognize the phrase hungry ghosts. Yeah, yeah, like hungry spirit, and like they can't ever get satisfied. And then at the end, when they break, when they destroy the tower, he even says like, "Oh, good, the pelicans made it too." Yeah, yeah, like that's. <clears throat> it's wild. Anyway, sorry. But um, it's interesting because in in certain certain uh, like sects of Buddhism, uh, it's thought that what you're reincarnated as is like based off of what you did in in your previous yeah. life, right? So I if you're the if you're the hungry ghost, you were probably a glutton. It's like it's 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 the equivalent of being like sent yeah. down to like that ring of hell, you know. Mm-hmm. Um except you're on earth or in the ghost realm. Anyways, yeah. so like bugs are probably people who acted like bugs, I don't know. Like but that's <laughs> <laughs> profound. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. <laughs> Yeah. Excuse me. Am I boring you? Um, no, I'm just tired. I had a beer, so now I'm now I'm sleepy. <laughs> Sorry, I had a cider. Let me make sure I'm correct. You said I just let the record show. <laughs> twenty minutes ago, Hunter said I don't call them beers, and twenty seconds ago, Hunter said I had a beer. <laughs> I had a beer. Um, let me ask you this: So, what to you? Were the uh, were the parakeets? I wasn't sure. At one <laughs> point, at one point, I was like, 
because they had like these like flags that reminded me of the Iron Cross, and I was like, are these Nazis? Like, what is going on? But I don't think that's the case. I mean, I don't know. Maybe. Well, maybe because like uh, apparently, uh, no, I, I didn't so much get this when I was watching it, but the Parakeet King, um, the Parakeets I can understand, but the Parakeet King I didn't get the reference. But apparently, there's signs that call him Duke. Um, the f- so there's like banners outside that say like D U C H like Dutch, <laughs> Dutch. Yeah, and uh, and apparently like there's a theory maybe it's right or wrong that uh, in Italian if said like that it's like Duce and that's what they used to call Mussolini, and so it okay. might you actually might be right where okay. it's like a fascist yeah. kind of um, regime, but I definitely got the parakeet as like sort of the. Uh, if you learn from me, if you imitate me, you will die. The those that crowd of like I'm just gonna they're just kind of all the same. It's like a mindless following, you know? Yeah. What's interesting though is that the grand uncle isn't chopping people up and eating them, is he? But they wanna no. chop people up and eat them. Well that's the thing too, is like so do you think w- he talks about how he this world has malice, but he made it. Why do you think <coughs> that came from do you think he was you know what I mean like why do you all think all them dang old books he read man I thought that was so fu- sorry we can get back on a serious note here in a second but I thought it was so funny that they were like brilliant genius man who read too many books and became evil <laughs> 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 I was like what but anyways yeah bringing it back <coughs> I don't know it's a it's an interesting question he does seem to go about things in an interesting way. Like, he was in the tower at the beginning. Or, like, not mm-hmm. the beginning, but, like, I don't know, like, 40 minutes in, when they when they go in the tower and he, like, throws down the yeah. rose and it, like, shatters. And, yeah, and, and he tells the heron to be his guide or whatever. Yeah, and I feel like if, yeah. if he just wanted, like, a replacement, he could have been like, hey, man, come on up. Let me show you around. <laughs> yeah. Rather than, like, sending him through the ringer. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that's malice or if that's, like, I want to see if this boy can go through these trials and tribulations before I, you know, give him the opportunity. Yeah, it's interesting, too, because, like... But he seemed it, he it, seemed malice-y when he, when he was up there Yeah, like, down. I didn't I didn't see him as, like... I was like, that guy's probably not fun to be around. Like, I didn't yeah. take him as, like, oh, that's a good guy. Right, you right, know? right. Um, I wonder if, like... I wonder if he did that thinking, like... Oh, he'll want to create a world that's pure now because I, this if one he sees sucks. the shitty yeah, parakeets, this one, sh- this one sucks. The shitty Mussolini parakeets and the spirit sperm eating pelicans. It's funny, you know. I wonder if he is like. There's like a theory of like you know the, the more you try to deny something, the more you deny a part of human nature, the more prevalent it 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 it, it becomes. Where it's like he tried so hard to make a world without the pain of being human, right? Mm-hmm. That it still, like, seeped its way into it until it destroyed itself. Maybe? Qu- quite literally. What was the floating thing? Was that a bean? Or was it a seed? Like, what was it? <coughs> was that... So they, they told a story where, like, some meteorite comes down to Earth. Well, was sure. Was the meteorite? But the, 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 me- the meteorite was, like, what the tower was built around. So, like, when they're, like, crawling oh, through right. all those little holes and shit. I don't know. Like, in... <laughs> okay, cool. I saw, in one of the videos I watched, I saw, like, a painting that apparently influenced uh, him, and it looked like that. Okay. So, I don't know. I don't know. 
but I, I don't know what it, it's just like this it's almost like the what's the freaking thing called in space odyssey the the tower has a name i don't block. remember Anyway, it's like represents this. It like represents like all knowledge or whatever. Maybe it's like that kind of idea. Um, what do you think of the heron? I'll be honest with you. <clears throat> For the majority of the movie, I was not a fan of the heron. Yeah. I thought he was annoying. Uh, I thought he was like conniving, you know. But yeah, he grew on me at the end. It was interesting because I felt like I was like an hour and a half into this movie and I was like, I feel like I haven't seen the Heron that much. But then the Heron came back for like the last 30 minutes. Yeah, it was something where I, I, I saw that it was like he operates like outside of the story almost where he's mm-hmm. just kind of like a, he appears when he's needed and when he's gone. It's like, you know what I'm saying? He is, um, he is like a quirky, weird, annoying Gandalf. Yeah. I got you. What was funny though is that I will say though that um, uh, when he started to like shift, I was like, "What is happening?" And you see the nose and the teeth, and he doesn't have well, any like, lips. <laughs> well, yeah, like it was something where it was like, yeah, like his nose and teeth, but then like you started to see like an eye underneath the beak, and I was yeah. like, "What is this?" I do think it was funny how. Um, the pelican was, or the heron was cracking me up at a, at a couple points because he would just like fly by the window and give the side eye and just like keep going. Or like when he goes in the tower and then just like looks out. <laughs> like, did he see me? Yeah. Did, did he see yeah. me come in here? <laughs> it was funny. Like, I, I don't know. Like, it, it was odd to His transformation was kind of strange to me. I didn't, I didn't really love it, but. I mean, it worked, and like in the movie, it didn't bother me. I was just like, "All right, this is not what I thought was going to happen." But he okay, goes from this graceful creature to like Wario, kind of, basically, with a bigger, with like a wart nose. Uh, I have a basically. question. I have a question yeah. for you. Maybe you read something about this. Maybe you watched it in a video. Is there any significance to the fact that like him having part of his feather means he has control over the heron? I didn't say anything about that. I actually forgot about that until just now. Cool. That's or like he he gets <laughs> shot to the cool. beak because he says like that's my s- something like my seventh. Yeah, that's lucky my feather that's or something like that. In the English dub, it's literally like my seventh feather, like not my seventh. Uh, it's just like my seven feather. Like like if you're I'm playing billiards, it's like the seven ball, you know. Um, and I just. That's one of those things that I'm like, I'm sure this means something. Seven oh, Feathers Casino. Um, Canyonville, I don't Oregon. See anything about it. Maybe Miyazaki's been to this casino in Oregon. <laughs> what is significant about Heron? Seven the Feather. Seventh Feather. <laughs> Probably nothing. I don't know. Seventh feather gives natural shelter. What does the Bible say about the seventh feather? So he took his shelter feather. Hmm. I don't know. 
That is my answer. Also, Zach, just so you know, we have uh, we have approximately ten minutes. Indigenous have to answer the question. Seven feather crosswalk in the town of Coburg. Love, respect, courage, honesty, humility, truth, and wisdom. So if, it, if it's the seven feather, that's what wisdom. Wisdom, <laughs> yeah. Seven feathers in the Oklahoma flag. Uh, a symbol. Native American Osage battle shield. Killers of the Flower Moon. We're back. It's full circle. It's all connected. It's all connected. Um. Well, <coughs> what else do you want to talk about? Because we. we oh have, my God! Uh, there's so much to talk about. Here's well, the thing, Hunter. We could go an hour and a half, and you're just gonna take the <laughs> the answer <laughs> and just boop boop it right in there. So I don't think we need to rush. Um, what did you think? Uh, okay, let me ask you this. When you saw uh, uh, Hemi with the fire, were you thinking that's his mom? Because I yes. kind of was. Yeah, I uh, was. There was, and yeah. I was like, "Oh, that's cool," but then I was also like, "Oh, that's kind of fucked up." There was something where it's like, oh, I think it was an image. It was some sort of imagery, like how she was drawn. Okay. Where I was like, "That's his mom." Yeah, yeah. That's his mom. Um, I don't think it's fucked up at all. I think it's. I think it's really. She dies in a fire. Hold on. And then a he gets to when the like spirit realm, and she's like a firebender. Like, come on. Hold on. When you get to the end of the movie and you get context that that she knows, you know, that it's like, which I'm not sure how this works as far as time is concerned, but that he's like, you're going to die in a fire. And she's like, that's fine. It's worth it. I get to have you. You know what I'm saying? Like, she takes... She takes what it's supposed to be the her destruction, and in the physical world, it is. And he uses that as her strength. Uh, yeah, I guess. Okay, so yes. let me. Yes. Let me. Yes. yes. Let me contextualize <laughs> this for you. Imagine if I died in a wood chipper, okay, <laughs> and then you went to the spirit realm and found me, and I was like throwing saw blades or something, you know, like just. <laughs> And you were like, oh, cool. Oh, wait. <laughs> like, I <coughs> I was like wood chip man in the spirit. <coughs> He's taking a sip of water. I get that. When you say it like that, it does kind of sound fucked up, but. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to. No, I could just I could just see that between me and you. I'd be like, hey, man, <laughs> what you. By the way. <laughs> what you doing, you know? <laughs> And you'd be like, I feel like throwing some wood. But like, why? Why do you feel that? Yeah, why does she? So does Kiriko... You ever wondered? Does Kiriko have powers? Does anybody have powers except for Himi? Let's find out. Why does Himi have fire powers? Boy in the hair. Because I don't know. I don't. I don't think she says. Because, oh, okay. Well, that is kind of fucked up. Uh, this is just from Reddit. It says, uh, "I imagine the reason why Himi has control of fire inside the tower is to draw a contrast with how she died in the real world. 
burning alive in a firebomb juxtaposed with this other world version of her who is still alive and can, mib- and can manipulate fire at will. It demonstrates kinda, the theme of the demonstrates the theme of balance. Kind of fucked up, Hunter. Kind of fucked up. Yeah, a little bit. But but I think it's at the same time where it's 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 showing um it's showing the like that you can take what is perceived as or could be painful, right, in your life. Yeah. And use <clears throat> and turn around and use you can change that narrative and change that story and say, No, this is why I'm strong. This is why I'm powerful. That's I like that. Yeah. I have another question for you. Um, yeah. It's, it seems to be part of the Boy and the Heron lore that mm-hmm. the only humans who can uh, enter this realm are of that bloodline, right? So, like, even, even Kiriko, isn't she, like, a... Isn't she part of the family? I think so. Are they not, like, all, like... Uh, They're all, like, grandmas or something, or, like, aunts yeah. or whatever. Um, so they're all part of the family, right? So Kiriko's mm-hmm. there. You got grand uncle. You've got uh, uh, <coughs> old mom, new mom, and then you've got the heron. Who's the heron? Is he like <laughs> the uncle that didn't get invited to parties? Well, that's the thing. Is that well, is he is he I human or is does he a dancer? He turn back, does <laughs> does he turn back to into the heron at the end? I can't remember. I can't remember if he goes heron or if he's human at the end. I think I think he becomes I think he becomes a heron again. Uh so then why was there Okay, interesting. But also it says that the heron I, I don't know, I feel like the heron is like Virgil in for for Beatrice for Dante. You know, it I he's like he's like outside the confines of Logic, okay. We can. Go I've with that. I've kind of view him as like an extension of like the Grand Uncle's creation. Well, I don't know. That might not work because all the birds in the tower came from the like when they come back to the real world, they're just birds again. I don't know. Maybe he's just a heron that he manipulated. And all those frogs and the fish that. that that were like join <laughs> us, <laughs> join us. Where did? Were they in the spirit realm, or were they? Did, can the heron just control fish and bird and and f- frogs? And little oh like yeah, that was in the real world. Little like rock things that were like rolling down the hill. You know what I'm talking about? Were those like clams yeah. or something? I don't know what the hell those were. I, I kept wondering, um, like when he was still at home before he like went into the tower and stuff. You know. I kept wondering how much, like, what is everybody else seeing? Is this, I mean, just is this just what he perceives? Is he seeing this? Is it imagined? Is it real? Is it? Well, you know what I mean, I don't so think I don't even think that we get an answer. My assumption, my assumption is that all the aunts or grandmas or whatever they were, they could probably see the things because they were a part of the bloodline. So, like, even mm-hmm. at one point. Uh, he's like he like wakes up after passing out. And he's like the heron, and one of them's like heron. Are you sure you didn't dream that? <laughs> if, if any sane grandma would be like, 
I don't think there's a heron out there. But she was like trying to divert, like you don't, you didn't see mm. a fucking heron, you bitch. Don't Maybe. talk about the yeah. heron, you bitch. You know, um, and I feel like his dad couldn't see any of that stuff because he's not of the. I mean, he's jo- he's joined the bloodline, I guess, but he's not part of the bloodline, right? Like he's married in, right? Yeah. So he probably couldn't see those things, but he could see Himmy, and he could see Mojito. I don't know why. See, I'll say mojito, and then I think of like the minty alcoholic beverage. (laughs) (laughs) So I feel like it's wrong, and then I look at it, and I'm like, it is mojito. Mojito? No, it's mojito. Mojito Mm -hmm. is the minty beverage. Oh, you're right, you're right. Mojito. Mojito. Yeah, yeah. Because in the in the what they say in the dub version, did did they say? Mojito, or did they say mojito? I don't know. <laughs> because it, in 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 the Japanese one, they were, it was like ma, like that was the strong syllable. Mahito. Ma, mahito. 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 Um, I don't know. The what's funny to me is that the heron. I loved this movie. I thought it was an absolute masterpiece, and I'm probably going to nominate it for a golden good. So know that when I say what I'm about to Hunter. Yes. <coughs> but is the boy and the heron good? It is exceptional to say. You could take the heron out of the movie completely, <laughs> and I still like, this works. Yeah, I didn't want to say it, but, and I'm sure there's, like, a big reason, uh, like, I'm sure there's something that we're missing, right? So, like, the fact that it has a heron in it, and it's in the title, <laughs> but I don't, I don't know why it's called The Boy and the Heron. It could have been The Boy and the Granduncle, or The Boy and the Firebender, yeah. you know? Well, that, that, but that's what I'm saying, like, in Japan, it's not even called that. Yeah, how do you live? You're right. I think I but think the, poster, the heron is literally just the poster, like a, it's just even in Japan is the heron. <laughs> is, is, is the heron. Yeah. So I feel like there's something there. Did you, yeah. you remember the discussion know. about the lie and like do all herons lie? And he says, Yes. But then that would have to be a lie. I feel like that might be part of it too, this like paradox thing. Like maybe I'm the great I don't know. I don't know. Do herons symbolize? Heron sightings are often represented with the following spiritual meanings. Stillness, abundance, opportunity, and harmony. Well, that didn't... He, <laughs> he did not embody any of those things. No. Well, <laughs> well when he was the heron, he was kind of like still sometimes. He didn't move all the time. On what... Does a gray heron symbolize? There you go. Same thing. Cool. I don't know. I'm not sure I agree with that. Uh, Herons have symbolic links to renewal and rebirth. Interesting. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. I don't know. I like he works to me as a plot device and like and like a Virgil esque guide. 
that, which actually, hold on a second, I'm an idiot. That's what the granduncle even says. You will guide him yeah, through yeah, this yeah. journey. And that's kind of like all he is. But to your point, he vanishes for a long time. He does. Then he comes back. And he's like yeah. disguised himself as a parakeet, even though he doesn't look anything like a parakeet. But they're dumb because they're just followers because they follow Mussolini uh-huh. or like mm-hmm. parakeet Mussolini. Yeah, it's a whole See, thing. We got to figure it out. We got to figure it out. <laughs> we, we got we, it down. We, we got it. Um. Anyway, no, yeah. Um. What else you got? Anything? I mean, yeah, but. I guess we do need to wrap it up at some point. What do you think? Okay, last question. Last thing. Yeah, hit me. What did you think about the fact that the heron created like a watery, melting version of his dead mother? See, that to me, that is when I was like, oh, this is, this is which I kind of knew already because of how it started, but I was like, this is about grief. This is about well, yeah, like coming to terms with it. But I was like... But like, yeah... That's when I couldn't figure, and I still can't really, like, figure out what exactly, like, whose side the heron was on, right? I was like, is he just playing games with him? You know, is he just toying with him? Yeah. Um, I don't know. You can say something. I'm going to let Amos in because he's left out. One second. Is Addie in there with you? Addie's upstairs with Hannah. Okay. Okay. Well, this is the part in the podcast <clears throat> when I put Hunter on blast for something. So let's see, what can I put Hunter on blast for? He never wears shorts. Like, ever. He's always wearing pants. It could be 9 million degrees. It could be he, the surface of the sun, and he'd still be wearing pants. Unless he's playing, <laughs> like, basketball or something. I have seen him wear are shorts. Talking about how, are you talking about how I, I always wear pants? You don't wear shorts, like, ever. When you're walking around, like when you're when you're just relax lounge wear, do you wear sweatpants or joggers, or do you wear like shorts, like basketball shorts? I I usually wear sweatpants or joggers. See, <laughs> I have a pair of boxer shorts. I don't like wearing boxers. I wear like, I guess briefs. You wear whitey tighties. <laughs> I wear whitey tighties, <laughs> exactly with holes in them. Um, but I have like a pair of boxer shorts, but I like shorts. So here's the thing. Since, since we're on this, on this topic, mm-hmm. I like, if I wear shorts, I like short shorts. I like five inch shorts. Maybe a six. I like short shorts. Um, I'll wear shorts to the gym with my like blazers and some high socks, you know, got a whole look going. But Bla- I will. Blazers? I got like mid, like Nike blazers. Oh, okay. Uh, I thought you meant you were wearing <laughs> like a. <laughs> Thought <laughs> you were going to the gym in shorts and a blazer. <laughs> I fucking love that. I'm gonna do that. That sounds awesome. <laughs> can you, know, you imagine like dress shirt like, and a tie hey, and a blazer and everything? <laughs> hey, bro, can you spot me? And you're just like business up top and like gym on the bottom. That's awesome. <laughs> um, no, I don't like. I don't like. I will almost never wear like casual shorts that'll like never happen yeah i will wear i wore black jeans in 100 degree weather <laughs> yeah i know now if i'm at the gym or something i'll wear like gym shorts but they're usually like five, five inches inch. six max so that when you squat oh you don't 
do you squat? Like, do you try to squat even though your knees are bad, or do you just like do I other things? Usually, I'll do like I'll do sumo squat. Okay, or like yeah, the goblet yeah. squat. But I'll do usually like leg press or like leg lifts because I I can't squat, dude. What do you <laughs> think it is that that you can leg press but you can't just like squat like with free weight? I don't. I think it's it's the going up motion. Okay. It's like it's like the balance thing. I think it's the bat like my. Oh, dude, I wonder my if you have like a. It's my my left knee is so bad. Like a UCL something because like that does, that deals with like stability. Probably. Anyways, and it's dangerous either. too because on some days like it'll just it'll, it'll feel like a knife and it just will give out. Ugh. Anyway, back on topic. We can wrap it up. Um, oh well, then let me ask you the question. Unless, yes, please. <coughs> unless you have anything else that you'd like to mention. No, I thought I just thought this was just freaking brilliant. I think it's extremely profound. Well, let me ask you, Hunter. Yes. <coughs> but. Is the boy in the heron good? It is exceptional. Dare I say a masterpiece. And I would like to nominate this for a golden good. Probably like our 15th film, but it needs to be up there. We're going to figure it out. But this is on This is on my short list for the year. This yeah. is one of my this favorite favorite films that I've seen this year. Can I, can I see something real quick? Uh, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if this is going to be on your... I don't know if we talk about like... This website ranked their top movies of the year, like in the in the news section. But I saw this article. I think it it was either Rolling Stone or like Variety, but it was like top twenty films of the year. I opened it up, and number twenty was Oppenheimer, and I was like, oh, "All right, <laughs> yikes!" Because uh, I feel like Oppenheimer is higher than number twenty. Anyways, I just wanted to say Oppenheimer. That. I think to me it might be my favorite one of the year so far. But I'm also a Christopher Nolan fanboy so yeah i'll acknowledge that bias um zach it's time for movie i mean every movie sucks every movie sucks it is every <laughs> movie sucks all right i got one here yes this, this one's for you wait hold on we have to do the song every movie sucks every, every movie sucks. sucks yeah it sucks cool. which we determined that was that's the full house theme i think so everywhere yeah, think you right. go da, da, da. Mm. yeah um so Stu Stu sieg says, I am not kidding when I say that this is without a doubt the worst movie I have ever seen in my entire life, and I recently watched The Flash. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Uh, here's one. This one's kind of long, so bear with me. Half Star, Uzar Jan said, did I miss something? A discombobulated, meaningless bunch of randomness intentionally masked by pretty-looking eye candy emanate animation a mesmerizing score and a stacked dub cast all th all three just come off as dangly keys in front of an audience to distract them from the absolute mess this film was honestly i don't remember the last time i wanted to leave a theater leave a theater mid-movie this badly damn he hated it well <clears throat> M md says miyazaki you broke my heart I watched an episode of Bluey before going through that gore chaotic nonsense, and even then I got more emotion. It's like spirited away, but like not spirited at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm confused why the Bluey was mentioned. Like, oh, let's pregame. Let's watch Bluey. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, Amanda Spizo says, this was the absolute worst movie I've ever seen. I wish I could rate it lower. 
what a boring goddamn waste of my time. <laughs> this was completely ridiculous and incoherent. Consider walking home 2.5 miles so I, could, so, so I could be put out of my misery. Zero out of ten. Do one more. Big Man Ross says, this boy think he a bird. Laughing emoji. <laughs> It was funny when he was, like, flapping, but he was human. Yeah, I tried so. to fly. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Never mind. I can't read that one. That now, was awful. Now I'm curious. Okay, I'll read it, but I, I wasn't going to. Well, hold on. I only <laughs> you don't have to, but g- give me a name so well, I no, can. Well, no, it's not. It's, it's, it says, film, film my demise. Here, I'll do this. I'll, t- I'll, I'll cut it out. It says, film my demise. I only watch because I misread the title as the boy and the heroine. Not a spoon inside. <laughs> oh, no. That's awful. It's All right. Kind of funny. Should I leave it in? Uh, it's up to you. It's, it's a little funny. Okay, I can I can leave it in with, with both claps, just so people know that that's how we edit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so Shindigs, right? Shindigs? Is that's, time. There you go, everybody. That is that is the boy in the heron. That is how do you live? How do no. you live? Who do, do you, you love? love? How do you uh, live? Golden Globe nominees. All right, we got a lot to go through. You ready? Mm-hmm. You ready? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. Where's the list? There we go. All right. So first we have a new trailer for Godzilla X Kong. Is that Godzilla multiplied by Kong? Godzilla and Kong? Something new trailer. A new trailer for the Fallout series. Okay. Um, Adam McKay is apparently shelving. He was gonna. He's doing a movie for Netflix that was gonna star. Listen to this: Robert Pattinson, Amy Adams, Forrest Whitaker, and Robert Downey Jr. And he said, "Never mind." So he's putting on the shelf, not making it anymore. Uh, we got a trailer for Mad Max Furiosa, the prequel. Um, Colin Farrell's The Penguin series has resumed production. Uh, we have some interesting news. Avatar 3 will not be called The Seed Bearer, which is probably a smart decision. Why? Uh, come on. All the jokes you can make with that. Come on. That's just... I mean, the you can bearer? you can make jokes about way of water too. Well done. <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> I, I very very intelligent must, innuendos. It must be a change in plot because I don't think that they would be like, you know what, penis. <laughs> so we're gonna change <laughs> the name of the movie. <laughs> you know, like I, I I don't know. Fair, fair, fair. Uh, Sean Gunn, James Gunn's brother, is going to be playing Maxwell Lord in the DC Universe. Maxwell Lord is who Pedro Pascal played in The Abomination. That was One Woman 84. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Hold, uh, say that again. Which one? What you just said. So, does that mean that, because he's a villain for Wonder Woman, is... he's He's not usually in the comics, no. Oh, who is he in the comics? Is he just a guy? He's he's just a guy. He interacts more with the Justice League than he does. And I think he's going to be like okay. a minor character. Okay. Uh, but f- f- 
uh, speaking of that, Supergirl apparently is going to be appearing in Superman Legacy as well, and casting is underway. Again, I imagine that's a very minor character. Uh, and then Poor Things has debuted at 93% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Now, I've got one more thing to go over for news. Uh, it's kind of long, so I'm going to get my list here. The Golden Globe nominees have been released. I'm going to run okay. through a few of them here, okay? This is uh, the Best Picture Drama, Golden Globe. Ready? We got Oppenheimer, Close of the Flower Moon, Maestro, which I do want to watch, actually, Past Lives, The Zone of Interest, and Anatomy of a Fall. All right. This is Best Picture Musical or Comedy. We have Barbie, Poor Things, American Fiction, The Holdovers, May, December, and Air. I forgot about Air. Air's a good movie. Uh, this is Best Director. Here we go. Bradley Cooper for Maestro. Greta Gerwig for Barbie. Yorgo Lanthimos for Poor Things. Christopher Nolan. Martin Scorsese. And Celine Song for Past Lives. I'm going to do just a few more, like the the big ones. Best Screenplay, we got Barbie, Poor Things, Oppenheimer, Flower Moon, Past Lives, Anatomy of the Fall. That's kind of how it goes. Um, best Performance by an Actor in a motion picture for drama. Okay. Bradley Cooper, Maestro, Killian Murphy, Oppenheimer, Leo Decap for Flower Moon, Coleman Domingo for Rustin, Andrew Scott, and then Barry Kilgan for Saltburn, which Trey texted me and said that that's a pretty good movie. It said it's wild. Uh, best Actress in a Drama, Lily Gladstone, Coach of the Fire Moon, Carrie Mulligan in Maestro, Sandra Hewler in Anatomy of the Fall, Annette Bening in Nyad, Greta Lee in Past Lives, and Kaylee Spiney in Priscilla. Okay, I'm going to do, do three more, four more. I'm going to get through all the Best Actress stuff. This is Best Actress in, uh, uh, sorry, Best Actress in Comedy, Fantasia Barino or Musical, Color Purple, Jennifer Lawrence, No Hard Feelings, Natalie Portman, May December, Alma Poisty in Fallen Leaves, Margot Robbie in Barbie, Emma Stone in Poor Things. Uh, here we go. This is Best Actor in a Comedy or Musical, Nick Cage in Dream Scenario. Timothy Chalamet in Wonka, Matt Damon in Air, Paul Giamatti in the, in the Holdovers, Joaquin Phoenix in Bo is Afraid, and Jeffrey Wright in American Fiction. All right, I'm going to do two more. I'm going to do the best supporting actor and actress, then we're done. Okay? Best supporting actor, Willem Dafoe in Poor Things, Robert De Niro, Robert Downey Jr., Ryan Gosling, Charles Melton, and Mark Ruffalo. That's a stacked category right there. And then best supporting actress, Emily Blunt, Danielle Brooks, Jodie Foster, Julianne Moore, Rosamund Pike, and Divine Joy Randolph. There you go. There's more, but it's a lot. There's a lot. A lot of it is like the rest of it's like television, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, one last one I want to jump to. Best score. Here we go. This is Ludwig Göransson for Oppenheimer. Okay. Driskin, Fendricks, and Poor Things. Robbie, Rob, Robbie Robertson, Flower Moon. Mika Levi, Zone of Interest. Daniel Pemberton in Across the Spider-Verse, and Joe Hisashi in The Boy and the Heron. Well, there you go. 
And then actually last one, I promise. This is best animated. Boy in the Heron, Elemental, Spider-Verse, Super Mario Brothers, uh, Suzumi, and Wish. <coughs> there you go. There you go. That's my that's my news of the week. That's the shindig. Yep. Yep. Zach. yep. Okay. Is it my turn? My my shindig. It's your turn. We're gonna talk about this Otani thing because, wow. So he signs with the Dodgers after it looked like he was going to Toronto. We're not sure if that was just people jumping the gun or if like his agent was like, he's about to sign with Toronto Dodgers. Why don't you pay him a shit ton more money? I'm not sure. Um, he signs with the Dodgers. And for the next 10 years, we just have to bend over and take it. <laughs> because they're only paying him $2 million a year. So they can they can, they can, can legitimately build around their three. That is bonkers. But that's also going to completely, like, they're going to be completely screwed up. From 2034 to 43. So. Because they're going to be paying $68 million a year for to somebody who's not on, on the, the team. team. <laughs> that's a wild financial decision. But they're probably thinking, well, with inflation, that's not going to be as big of a hit. Because it's it's there's no, I don't know if you, you saw, but there, it's not, the deferred salary is not prone to interest. So it's going to be $68 million. So. In ten years, that's still going to be a shit ton of money, but it's not going to be the the equivalent of sixty eight million today, I guess, right? Yeah, that's wild, man. Like, <coughs> it is wild. That's wild. Now we have to hate them. I the mean, kind of. That's. It feels like it shouldn't be allowed to sign the best player. In the league, because probably ever, because yeah, because he's this this two way phenom coming into his like prime right now. He did go through his second Tommy John, but to to be able to have that kind of player on your roster for two million a year is just. I mean, you're right; they're going to be screwed in ten years. But it feels like, like, what are they going to do if the Dodgers just win four in a row, and there's six years left? You know what I mean? Like, what are they gonna do? Don't you think that would that's be? That's not gonna happen. Don't you think that would be bad for baseball? Yeah, but that's the beauty of the baseball playoffs. Just ask the Braves that the past two years and the Dodgers. Dude, the Dodgers won 100 games this year. Got not Dodgers like the Braves did. <coughs> I would true. love nothing more. I would love nothing more. And look, I hate to say it because I, I, I frankly, I like <coughs> Mookie Betts. I love Freddie Freeman. And I like Shohei Atani, but I would love nothing more than for the Dodgers just to like underperform for the next decade. <laughs> I don't see how it's possible, Hunter. Like, at a certain <laughs> point, like the Yankees w- were really good for a long time because they had the most money, right? Weren't they? Yeah. Like for for, I mean, think about I'm thinking about like this was my f- introduction to baseball. By the way, I was watching like it was either like Tom and Jerry or like. Looney Tunes or something, and it's like there's this baseball team, and they're just like hitting home run after home run, and there's just like their jerseys like money bags, and it was the Yankees, you know, that was like the the reputation that they had, right? Yep. And the Dodgers can, man, I think it's gonna be, 
I, you're right that if you take Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts, and Shohei Otani and their stats in this past playoffs, they had like three hits across the three of them because one of them didn't even play. Dude, Shohei Otani's never played a playoff game. Yeah. What if he? Let me just put this into. Hold on. Let me let, let me just let you know something. Okay. Yeah, it sucks that the that the that the the Dodgers, of course, of all teams, got Shohei Otani. The Angels have had Shohei Otani and Mike Trout. Yeah. And at one point, hold on, had Albert Pujols and Anthony Rendon all on the same team. You said Pujols and Mike Mike Trout, who at at the, at his peak was the best player in the world, has never won. A playoff game. I think he's appeared in one series. Well, so a couple things. One, wasn't Pujols like near the end of his career? Yes, it was a really dumb contract on their part, but still. Two, didn't he was a he was a, you know didn't Rendon like completely ball out for the Nationals and then just like shit the bed when he went to the Angels? Yeah, who says that? That's not gonna. Who says that uh, that Otani's gonna be the same pitcher when he comes back? Three. Didn't when when Shohei Otani joined the team w- wasn't Mike Trout already in the point of his career where he was like getting injured for half a fucking season? Uh, I'm not maybe maybe. I guess least, what I'm trying to least, say is at least a couple years in. I guess what I'm trying to say is there was not this established super team in Los Angeles where they had like three stars that were like consistently performing at the same time. They're going to have that. I don't see Freddie Freeman. Freddie Freeman might have a bad month. Freddie Freeman is not going to have a bad year. Freddie, Freddie Freeman is always consistent. I will give you that. That Mookie, is the one thing that he is. Mookie Betts might have a bad few weeks. He Mookie Betts is not going to have a bad year. The only thing that could possibly happen is that like Shohei's really fucking injured and he just signed this deal and he's like not the same. Which I hope that yeah. doesn't happen because I love watching Shohei play, even though I'm going to hate him for the next ten years, and then love him for ten years after that. Um, but that's like the only thing that I think that could happen. Otherwise, this is going to be just like hell for everybody. Yeah, but they've got Betts, Freeman, and uh, Otani, and we have Acuna, Albies, Olson, Riley, Murphy. <laughs> I hear like you, Harris. I hear you, Strider. But here's Freed. the thing. Here's the thing, Hunter. Do you know what advantage the Dodgers have right now that the Braves don't? What's that? Good God! Did you hear that? I did. I tried to lean on my chair, and like the the hand rest thing just like went all the way down really quickly. I need to lose weight. Um, <laughs> the Dodgers will just blow a shit ton of money on something. I mean, they just showed that it. That's true. But they just. That is true. But they only have two two million on the books. So the only saving grace that we had for like the next year and the next two years was that. Their starting rotation is like ball sack right now. Like they they don't yeah. they don't have one. But if they're only spending two million dollars on Otani when they were prepared to spend like fifty plus, now they have forty eight plus that they can go sign free eight. Like they can get Yamamoto. They can yeah, or they or can or trade for Cease. Like they can do these things now because because Otani's only on the books for two million. So just think of like. I get it. I get Zach's it, I get minute it. has been like ten minutes now, and I just <sighs> we'll Here, see. Have a shot of have a shot of whiskey okay. to make you feel better. I will have a shot um, of whiskey. 
And that was very brave of you because that's very hard to talk about. Yeah. To whiskey. To whiskey. <coughs> oh, man. Oof. <laughs> I forgot that I was drinking the Jack you got me for my birthday. That stuff's smooth. Uh, yeah, I for some reason my brain was like, oh, this is still my apple crown. It wasn't. I forgot. Oh, off so it was just like, a, it's like when you're expecting to drink Coke, but you have like unsweet tea and you're like, Ugh. Or like Dr. Pepper or some shit. You're yeah. like, wait a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Where can they um, find us? Zach. Oh, yeah, okay. You're going to ask me. <laughs> uh, you can find us on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at But Is It Good Podcast. You can find us on X at B-I-I-G Podcast. You can email us at biigpodcast at gmail.com. You can email us at that, but is a good podcast at gmail.com or even but is a good at gmail.com. Um, email us in what you want us to do next year. We're going to start doing <coughs> video video podcasts on YouTube, like the full episodes. Uh, a lot of them will be like this. They'll be virtual, but whenever we're in person, we'll make it work. Um, that's coming. And then we're going to kick off next year with uh, a foursome. With Ferrari. Yeah, I think I always said that, but with our good friends Ethan and Brooks. Um, so we got some fun stuff. We're doing poor things. We're doing Godzilla minus one next week and then wrapping up with poor things. So thank you guys for listening. We are at the end of two years. We're still a five-star podcast. And next year we're going to take over the world, right, Zach? That's right. Has it only been two years? I think it's been almost three, Hunter. Has it really? Well, think about it. There's 52 weeks in a year, right? This is oh, our right. 152nd episode. So oh, well, shit. in in four weeks, we will have been going for uh, uh, three years, right? Wild. I don't know. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Although Who we knows? did take a two-week year or a two two week break yeah. th- this year. <laughs> so anyway, it, yeah, I think we've been going for about, um, about three years now. So think well, about that. Well, we love it. Chew on that, spit it out, and right. think about I it. I really have to pee, so okay. Um, maybe I can just cut a, just cut a, just. But is it good podcast? Yeah, 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 yeah.